Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now, Sage Rosenfels, 12-year NFL veteran quarterback. We've had him on before. Love hearing from him. Sage, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on this morning. So we were just talking about the offense of the Seattle Seahawks and how bad it's been early on, especially yesterday against the 49ers. And it's clear that it's, that it's offensive line issues. Um, and we were wondering, how do you fix that in season? Is it possible to fix an offensive line at this point in week two with the struggles that they have? So other than quarterback, offensive line is the most challenging position on the football field. And in particular, it's challenging to coach. You have to take five men uh, who are really big guys uh, and have them all work in unison and go against five, uh, four or five other guys on the other side of the line who are better athletes than them. This is one of those things that can take years and years to develop. So uh, this is not something that you can just fix overnight. Uh, this is something that you fix uh, through drafting, through free agency. Uh, this is something that's fixed in the off season, not during the season. So, Sage, at what point do you say, the hell with this? I, I got to uh, deal with self-preservation here because these guys don't seem like they're going to ever get on the same page as far as blocking for me. And, and you just start running out of the, out of the pocket uh, to protect yourself. Well, that's right. And, and you know, the, the when you're a quarterback like Russell Wilson, uh, who really is a pocket passer, uh, and that's what people don't realize, he is a pocket passer that can make things happen outside the mm-hmm. pocket. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has do, been doing this style of football for a couple years where there's maybe not necessarily anything inside the pocket. They don't run the ball very well. So he'll go back if no one's open on that first read. He'll basically try to buy time and create and get out of the pocket and, and try to make something happen down the field to his receivers. They do have good receivers. They've got a good tight end. They've got good backs. But right now, just running a traditional style offense in Seattle just is not going to happen because – it all starts with that offensive line that everyone's been talking about for really a couple of years now. Uh, since they were in the Super Bowl, that line has gotten worse and worse and worse. And uh, luckily, they have a quarterback who can create. Imagine Seattle uh, with, say, a, a Sam Bradford, who's just truly a pocket passer that can't do almost anything outside the pocket. Uh, they'd be in real trouble at that point. And the team that everyone expected to win uh, the NFC West right now, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're winning football games, but... They don't look like a very good football team. Kirk Cousins is a guy that has not looked like himself in the first couple of weeks now. They won yesterday, and uh, they were able to at least salvage that. But this is a guy that almost threw for 5,000 yards last year, could do whatever he wanted uh, offensively, and has not looked like himself. What have you seen from him early on this year? Well, Kirk Cousins is a guy who is an executor. Uh, He is tremendous at executing an offense that's very detailed, very precise, uh, that everyone knows exactly where they're going, that the reads are, uh, are, are very precise. He, he's as good as there is in the NFL. He's not a playmaker like a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, but he's an executor. Well, they just lost their offensive coordinator in Sean McVay over to the, uh, to, to the, to the L.A. 
Rams as their head coach, it is an adjustment for any quarterback, no matter how good they are, to go from one coordinator to the next, even if they keep the exact same offense. You're going to see that. Uh, you saw that in Atlanta a couple of years ago and they, when they went from one coordinator to Kyle Shanahan. His first year was okay. Second year was tremendous. So uh, I believe that the, the issues with Kirk Cousins not being as good uh, as he was uh, in years past uh, is because of the offensive coordinator. On the flip side, that game yesterday, Washington, L.A., Jared Goff, everyone singing his praises after week one win versus the, the lowly Colts. Uh, what have you seen in his progression? He did have a, uh, a late interception in the ball game yesterday. Well, he's still a young quarterback. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we talk about these guys uh, year one to year two, and, and he's definitely gotten better. I think anyone that's watched a Rams, the Rams game over the, the course of these first couple uh, weeks and watch the ones last uh, last year, there is a huge difference in Jared Goff's play. Uh, he's a much better player. You can tell that Sean McVay's scheme fits him much better. Uh, he's more comfortable out there. He's more uh, more accurate with, with the way he throws the football. But he's still a young guy. He's still a 23-year-old, you know, second-year player with, you know, uh, maybe a dozen uh, or so starts underneath his belt. So he's going to make a lot of mistakes. Young quarterbacks always do. Shoot, veteran quarterbacks make mistakes. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins occasionally makes a really, really big mistake, and he's in about year six right now. So he's still a young quarterback, but you can definitely tell that uh, from year one to year two, an old offensive coordinator to now Sean McVay as the head coach and offensive coordinator, this has been a huge improvement uh, in his play. And I think that uh, the, the Rams now have figured out they do have legit, legitimate starting quarterback. I don't think they knew that through 16 games last year. G. Owen Jones with former NFL quarterback Sage Rosenfelds on CBS Sports Radio. So yesterday, before the Vikings and the Steelers kicked off, they're talking about Case Keenum, who gets thrust into action. It was a game-time decision for Sam Bradford. And then the age-old cliches of, well, the backup prepares like the starter, like he's going to start because you never know, and you always hear this. Uh, you were in a lot of those situations as a backup quarterback in the NFL, I actually think you should have had more of an opportunity to, to start. Uh, but uh, how realistic is that stuff? Is it just lip service to hear that, well, I prepared to be the starter? I mean, I, I mean, come on. Not everybody does that every week, right? Well, every quarterback is different. And, and for whatever reason, I was pretty good about coming off the bench with no reps in practice, you know, just running some scout team, and then actually running the offense fairly well. The other, the other type of backup who plays – is what happened this week with Bradford. Bradford did not practice all week, so Case Keenum got an opportunity to run the offense the entire week. Uh, he had the entire game plan, uh, so he was well prepared for that football game. He didn't play very well. I don't know if Sam Bradford plays in that football game against the Steelers, if it makes a difference. That Steelers football team is probably a top-five team in the NFL. Vikings are probably somewhere in the middle. So, you know, Case Keenum played fine yesterday, didn't play great, didn't play terrible. I don't think it had a huge impact on the football game. Uh, it does help usually to get those reps during practice, uh, you know, throughout the week. You know, Sam Bradford was injured all week, obviously, so Case Keenum got those reps. Uh, very different than when starting quarterback who takes all the reps throughout the week gets hurt in, say, the first quarter. Now the backup has to come in with taking none of those reps. Uh, that, that's usually a bigger challenge for backup quarterbacks than the opportunity to go through practice and and, uh, you know, throw all the passes and make all the changes and make all the checks and all those things. Uh, and I thought he played pretty well yesterday. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is the new quarterback there for Indianapolis. Got his first start after 
the trade with New England. And he, he played better than Tozine. He still you know, had a pick in that ball game. They ended up losing to the Cardinals. But Tozine, a guy who's been there, why do you think it hasn't been able or he hasn't been able to, to catch on with what they're trying to uh, what they're trying to accomplish there. I know he's been sitting behind Andrew Luck, but you're the guy now. Luck has been out for a while, and yet he can't get a handle on this offense. Brissett can come in in less than two weeks, and he can play better than the guy who's been there. Well, some quarterbacks are just better than others. Uh, that, that's that's true. <laughs> Number two, that Indianapolis Colts team is just not a very good football team at all. They're, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL uh, if they had it, this, very much reminds me of when when Peyton Manning uh, hurt his neck, did not play. I believe that Colts team won two, maybe three football games. Uh, Peyton Manning ends up leaving after the season. They get Andrew Luck first pick in the draft. That was a really bad football team. Without Andrew Luck, this is probably a three or four win football team. With Andrew Luck, they're probably around 500, and uh, so they're just not a very good football team. Uh, Brissett is a better quarterback than Tolzien. Uh, you know, I think that's pretty obvious. He's got a stronger arm. He's more athletic. Uh, but at the end of the day, no matter who's uh, under center for the Indianapolis Colts, that's a bad football team, and they don't have a, a you know, much of a chance of winning football games. And, and it's, it's amazing for a court. Brissett, uh, it's, it's amazing how well he plays with the limited amount of reps. Whether you go back to New England last year when he had his first start, played fairly well as a rookie, uh, or you show up a couple weeks uh, and, and then play, you know, for the most part, fairly well. Obviously, he, he threw, a, threw a big interception, but it's hard to come in there. That's why they have OTAs and training camp and all that off-season stuff. For anybody, it's, it's mostly for the quarterbacks to, to really run the offense, get on the same page, go through the reads, uh, you know, get comfortable with everything, all the audibles, all the checks. Uh, you can do almost none of that when you've only been there for two weeks. Gio and Jones and Sage Rosenfels across the country on CBS Sports Radio probably disagree with me, but I, I think Carson Palmer is, is close to, to finished. And I know losing David Johnson changes that entire offense, but uh, there's, uh, especially in week one, just looked brutal, uh, took a big step back that offense last year. Uh, what are some of the signs from someone who's played the position at the highest level that you look for when you're saying, all right, this guy is, is really towards the end of his career? Well, Carson was never uh, – he, he, he was never a guy that, you know, created outside the pocket. He, he was a pocket passer, uh, extremely accurate pocket passer for years and years and years. And I noticed at the end of my career, uh, as my arm went from, you know, a pretty strong arm and it seemed like every year just dropped about 5% uh, in strength, uh, that I had to try to throw the ball harder, which created, my, created some accuracy problems for myself. You know, any, anyone that's tried to throw a baseball as hard as they can, they're not going to be as accurate. But when I was younger, I could just groove it. Ball came out nice out of my arm, and accuracy was there. So as I watched Carson Palmer over the last couple years, I can tell his arm's not what it used to be, uh, which, which is causing him to probably uh, throw the ball a little bit harder, uh, which is causing some accuracy issues. And on top of that, Larry Fitzgerald is not 25 anymore. Uh, they lost their running back, David Johnson, uh, last week. So this – uh, again, this football team just isn't what uh, isn't isn't it what what it used to be, and and Carson Palmer is not what he used to be either. Well, Sage, uh, Carolina, Cam Newton may not be what he used to be. That defense, they certainly are. They shut down Shady McCoy and and, and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, uh, when you look at Cam Newton coming off the the shoulder injury, I don't know if you've ever experienced 
uh, that injury or an injury in that area. Uh, what do you expect from him this season? Do you, you see him eventually rounding into shape and, and getting back to that Super Bowl or, or the MVP uh, season quarterback, Super Bowl season quarterback? You know, I, I don't know uh, what will get him back to that level of football. Uh, you know, the issue with Cam Newton has never been his athleticism. It's never been his arm strength. It's really never been his accuracy as a quarterback. He's an extremely accurate quarterback. I mean, he's one of the best natural throwers. I'd say him and Aaron Rodgers and maybe Russell Wilson are, are some of the most the best natural throwers in the NFL. Tom Brady's extremely accurate. But, but Cam Newton's biggest issues for the last couple of years since that Super Bowl run couple years ago has been about timing and that was my biggest issue with having really no off season for him uh not a ton of training camp and then boom right into the season uh without having that that whole off all that off season work that's where you really work on the timing with your receivers that's where you work on your progressions with your reads with your footwork going from one to two to three uh and that's been his biggest issue coming back taking two or three hitches trying to throw a ball that should be thrown on the first hitch he's late uh, which creates him, which, which makes him uh, less accurate, uh, but also allows the defense to react and step in front. And he's got a huge arm, which is always made up for his bad footwork. But at some point, you have to have good fork, you have to have good timing, uh, and that's always been my concern with Cam Newton, uh, in particular the last couple of years. Uh, he, he gets away uh, without having that great footwork, just because he's you know so unbelievably gifted, and he can do so many things. He can hurt a defense obviously with his legs uh, and, and the other things that he does, but. Uh, uh, that, that's always been my major concern with him. It has been his footwork. Damn fundamentals always getting in the way, man. Yeah, like football. You know, it's a little different than say basketball or some of these other sports. I mean, the, everything works together. So uh, a quarterback's fundamentals are as important as the right tackle's fundamentals, as important as the linebacker's fundamentals. So it, it's a team thing, uh, and everyone's got timing, and everyone has uh, trying to work together in this sort of machine. And when one person, no matter how. Uh, a, a talented that the cog is in that machine. Uh, they have to work and uh, groove with all the other players, and that's uh, based off of those uh, those precise fundamentals. Sage, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks for having me on. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 